Welcome to the Midwest Film Nights Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Tim. I'm Willie. I'm Nick. <laughs> Today we are going Whoa. to talk about dad movies <laughs> in honor of the movie that we're going to review. Yeah. And then we are going to talk about who won the Midwest Film Nights Podcast Summer Movie Wager of 2014. Um, <clears throat> after that, we're going to do a full review of Antoine Fuqua's The Equalizer. And that'll yeah. be it. Antoine, yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> you can find more of our show on MidwestFilmNerds.com. We also have full show notes for every episode. You can write to us, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at MFN Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Give us a call and leave us a voicemail, 248-7335-MFN, which is 248-7335-636. So. Nailed it. Dad movies. Yeah. So I think we should talk about the concept of dad movies in the first place. Okay. So I think <clears throat> dad movie can take on many meanings. Right. Well, who, who who came up with the segment of dad movie? It was, t- it was Tim. Tim, well, oh, Tim just an idea, yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. What's, what's your dad movie? I'm just curious. Like, I, I know we, we haven't really talked about it. So. Yeah. What, what is your definition of a dad movie? I don't know. I just always think about any – like Denzel Washington's a good example. Okay. Like – Dad's a dad actor. He's like a dad actor. Yeah, yeah. Dads like movies with like adults in them. You okay. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. grown ups. And but dads like like responsible. Like Denzel Washington is a he's a responsible man. You trust Denzel Washington. Yeah, That's true. Okay. very much. Right. And um, I mean, dads dads like stuff like superhero movies too. Like, yeah, yeah. But you can tell like they'd be happier if like the superhero was wearing Dockers. <laughs> like they would like it even more. So if they were building a house. If they were building a house, or like they were a superhero and they worked like a full time job. They were yeah, making a yeah. trip to Lowe's, yeah. drywall, yeah. and that shit up. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I think of when I think of dad movies. I think like Liam Neeson's another one that makes a bunch of them now. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Gibson, like uh, during Gibson's prime. Yeah, maybe? Gibson's a good dad actor. Okay. He's kind of the crazy dad now that like yeah, he's lost yeah. His, yeah. I'm thinking during like Payback or like Ransom mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, Rick, that kind of totally. Yeah, yeah. I get it now. Okay, okay. so and I think there's also kind of another facet to dad movies that is just strictly like movies that your dad was like, this is my movie. Like if you, if you think of your dad, what movie does he love? Right. There's some like because I think you just reach a certain point where like. You're a dad, and then you start liking a certain kind of movie. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, but, yeah. movies with Dockers and <laughs> well, yeah, but but no, I think there's just kind of a there's there's yeah. there are things that when we grow up, we're gonna be like, this is a classic. You need to watch it, and it's not really a classic, but it's a movie that you love. Right. So yeah, you're gonna force your kids to watch, and they're gonna go kicking and screaming. Probably like. I remember when Alex and I were talking about what is we were talking loosely about the idea of what a dad movie was, and I said I think it's like. When you're a kid and your dad is like around the house and doing stuff, and he he will drop whatever he's doing because this movie is on TV, yeah. and he will drag you in the living room to watch it. Like that right. feels like a dad movie, and it's usually something that you're kind of like, "Okay, dad." <laughs> <laughs> you might end up liking it like later in life, and then you're like, "I get it, dad." <laughs> but sometimes dads are on point, though. Sometimes no, yeah, they, you know, they, they can be just... right. Yeah. <laughs> so we should break in and talk about our dad movies. I think Tim, you should you should start us off. Oh boy! Okay. Some of the daddest movies around. I think. Oh man! Now, are you going to be referring to your dad? Are we going to be talking about our dad's dad movies, or just what we think are some of our favorite dad movies, or the best examples of dad movies? I think I'm going to talk about my dad. Yeah. Movies. Okay. Anything. 
You can kind of, whatever you want, whatever a dad movie means to you. Oh, that's beautiful. You can speak it here. And then, you know what, listeners? You can write in and talk to us about what you think a dad movie is. Oh, hell yeah. Feedback at MidwestFilmers.com. would be great. So, Tim. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit. Like, when I think of dad movies, too, like, some examples would be, like, like The Great Escape is, like, a dad movie. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because it's about men doing man things. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. yeah. They were in the war. And, yep. you know, they're getting away from Yeah, the war movies. Yeah. War movies. Um, but not, like, you know, Saving Private Ryan's, like, it's not a, a, a dad movie. Yeah. But The Great Escape. Like, there's, there's yeah. like, a kind of, like, the dad <laughs> movies that were, like, these are still, like, a romp and a good time, but it's still a war movie somehow. Yeah. That's a dad, like, that, you know, The Great yeah. Escape kind of fits in that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Great Escape. It reminds me, Great Escape is more focused on like the job too, like doing the job. I guess Saving Private Ryan is too. It's been a while since I saw it, but Private Ryan has a little bit more emotion to it. Yeah, <laughs> Saving Private Ryan is no fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good time. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't come on TBS at one p.m. on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, any Denzel movie. The one I, this is a, my dad. He doesn't listen. So, uh, but like one of the only times I've seen him get emotional during a movie mm-hmm. is Armageddon, the end of Armageddon. That's <laughs> oh, a dad movie, and it's a dad movie because it's so a total dad. It's a dad and daughter movie, and it, and like he grows to accept Ben Affleck as his son at the end of the movie. He's like, yeah. "Take care." And my dad, like I've never seen him get like and, like he's like this is, like it, it affected him. And so, <laughs> and, like this is so bizarre because I watch Armageddon and I don't get that feeling. <laughs> Like I mostly feel, I mean, I like Armageddon quite a bit, but it's it's weird because Armageddon has the father daughter relationship, mm-hmm. it has the kind of father son thing, and it also yeah, it's about people, a bunch of like working men, blue collar, blue collar guys yeah. getting together to do a job for America, mm-hmm. and, and, and like the, world, the world. American Americans getting together like for to save the world, like oh oh dad movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um. <laughs> Man on Fire is another one I think of. Um, that one's a little different because Tony Scott brings a little bit more style, I yeah. think, to it. But it's totally... It's another one where someone's doing their job trying to protect a kid. So yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of... Like, Indiana Jones is a good example of, like, a nice mesh between yeah. the two. Because it's still kind of about an older adult. It and belongs got, in a museum, though. Right. You know? <laughs> but it's adventurous and fantastical enough for a kid to watch and be, yeah. you know. Yeah. Those actually are classics. Yeah. Yeah. And and they, they ride that line like it's it's accessible to anybody. That's true, so. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't really, I guess I don't really think, it, like Die Hard's another one I don't really think of. Like, that's an everyone movie. Yeah. But, but when you're a kid, like, yeah. you sit down, you're not, you probably don't have the attention span to, like, care about Die Hard, but your dad's totally, like... Yeah, I, uh, Die, Hard. Die Hard is kind of one of my flirting with dad movies. Yeah, yeah. like it's the yeah, thing. Sure. The thing with uh, the other thing, I, the thing with Die Hard though is <clears throat> in dad movies, I always think the main character has very few flaws. Oh, yeah. Like they're oh, very yeah. secure yep. and they're very like smart and with it. Die Hard, John McClane's kind of an asshole in that, and it's, yeah. that's where I kind of toe. That's where I kind of flip. There's more depth to his character. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot in like. Like I, oh, Jack Reacher is another. Like these guys got it together. They know what they're doing. Yeah. So they're kind of fantasy movies too, in a way. <laughs> yeah. So that's amazing. All right, Willie, dad movies. I want to apologize for any disgusting sounds that come off from this, <laughs> side, this side of the table, listeners. I'm gonna make some weird ones over the course of this podcast. Um, Willie's feeling under the weather. For anybody who can't tell by his voice. Yeah, you're, yeah, it's gross. Um, okay, so for me, dad movies. My my dad's. <laughs> 
he had, a, he had a pretty hefty VHS collection when I was growing up, and now a DVD collection. And um, they they are they consist of two two kinds of movies: mm-hmm. war movies of any of any past period. It can okay. be anything from he's not once you get to like the Vietnam War, it doesn't care anymore. But like <laughs> anything from like World War II before, he's into it. So it can be swords and sandals, or it can be guns and cigar right. shopping. Either way. So we go from like Ben Hur. Oh, to like... like I mean, he okay. So like uh, <laughs> Kelly's hero. <laughs> some, some of his favorites, and, and I, I mean, I uh, one I can think of right at the top. I had the Patriot, which oh, is a perfect movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. and, and he fits that perfect man. Like like he does nothing wrong. <laughs> no, Every the world is against him, and he's, he's just, just a red coat killing machine. <laughs> oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, my dad. Loves that movie. I mean, loves it. And the thing is, like, I think one thing with dad movies too is the villain is always like the most villainous. There's nothing remotely ball. interesting about him except for the fact that he kills people that the guy loves. You know? Like that's it. That's all he does. Um, so there's those. I mean, Braveheart's another one that yep. he he loves. Braveheart loves it. It's a great movie. But um, and I will argue, Saving Private Ryan is a dad movie for my dad. Jesus, he. I mean, he had the two VH. He had a lot of two VHS movies because he used to watch those epics. Well, you know? Yeah, Gladiator and Titanic. Yeah. Uh, Titanic was one. Um, that was more of my mom, my mom's uh, yeah. cup of tea. But no, he loves anything period piece. And then he kind of got into TV shows later. Like he started watching Rome and uh, the Tudors and stuff like that. So he could continue his love of the period piece, uh, the, the sweeping epic. Um, and then raunchy comedies. My dad loves raunchy oh, comedies. Yeah. Like loves them. Anytime he comes into town uh, to visit, like he immediately is like, "Oh, what's what's a good what's a good comedy?" Like so, like the last time we watched, like Where the Millers, and he thought it was hilarious. He's like, "Yeah, I got bitten the dick by a spider." Like he finds that stuff funny. So, <laughs> uh, he likes that stuff. So like, yeah, like I, I remember literally. I remember a time I bought him Tropic Thunder because I'm like, "Yeah, I think he'll like Tropic Thunder." And I was like, it's war and, you know, and, com- and then Rachi comedy. Like, yeah, what can he not love about this? And he loved it. Like, he literally watched it, like, seven days ago. I'm not joking. Like, he fell asleep watching Tropic Thunder, like, seven times that week. It was amazing. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, I don't know. I, I think that, I think that it, certain movies that he loves fall in line with that, though. That that perfect dad movie. Like, The Patriot, I think, is my, my the perfect example of that. Um, but he loves, like, gladiators on his, like, that's... Perfectly placed on as well. Antoine Fuqua's King Arthur. He's a, he's a big fan. Was, except for Clive Owen. Bring that one up. He yeah. loves everybody except for Clive Owen. He, he hates Clive Owen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we apologize for some technical difficulties. All right, we're, we're going to try giving Willie's dad a call. Out yeah, here. I, I, so, yeah, Clive Owen, he's not a big fan. Um, not a big fan of Clive Owen and King Arthur. He loves the movie, but he has a really funny impression of Clive Owen. I hope he remembers what I'm talking about, or it's gonna be really stupid. We're gonna delete this, but <laughs> we have the power to edit. Also, my dad is a conductor for the railroad. Hey, what's up? Hey, not much. Hey, so you are on the uh, podcast right now, Dad. What are you doing? <clears throat> we're re- we're recording the podcast right now. Right. So you're gonna be on the episode. We're talking about dad movies. Dad movies. Oh, okay. You know, like movies that your dad watched when you were growing up. Right. <laughs> right. So it's. <laughs> what, are you, what are you selecting? Oh, I well, I was talking. I was talking about some of your some of your uh, your favorite. Like, I, I know you like the war movies. Like, from Seattle. No, yeah, of course, <laughs> absolutely. No, uh, I was talking about. What else? What else would be another one? Uh, what else would be another one? Uh, that I really, really liked. 
Cat people. Cat people. Cat people. <laughs> All right. All right. I don't know why you're saying these ones. <laughs> no, okay, so we're, we're talking about... I was talking about The Patriot. I know you're a huge fan of The Patriot with Mel Gibson. And and we were talking about some how you like some of like the epics like the like King Arthur uh, with Clive Owen. Uh, I wouldn't put that as <laughs> Well, I, I I know you're not a huge fan of Clive Owen's performance in that movie. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I I just want to know if maybe you could you could like give us that little line that you like to do from Clive Owen. The uh, the one where he finds out his men are going on one last mission. Oh, now, why now? Uh, let's see. I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so unforgettable. Isn't it? Is it? Uh, I must have forgotten. It. Isn't it? Isn't it on this day or something like that? On this day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was very dramatic. <laughs> very dramatic. What? G- give. <laughs> he doesn't stack up to Sean Connery in First Night. Well, no, that wasn't one of Sean's better performances. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Before I before I let you go and end this awkward conversation I'm having with you, um, can you? Oh, oh the dogs. dogs are attacking. Uh, can Can you give me one or two? <laughs> Classic Gibbs household. Um, can you give me one or two other? Uh, oh, you got a story for us. All right. <laughs> this is a damn dog This is a dad moment. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Seven minutes and thirty seconds later. Okay, what now? <laughs> Alright. Can you give me can, can you give me a, a couple of Yeah, yeah. Can you give me a couple of dad movies that you that you enjoy quite a bit? A movie that if it, if it's on TV Yeah, yeah. No, I know that's your favorite. It's not, it's not something I watch regularly. It's just like a, every once in a while, so I like sing the songs, you know? Right. But, uh... Well, I do like Patriot. I do, I do like that. I haven't watched it in a while, because I watch it kind of word out, but let's see. What else do I like? I do like... I, I gotta admit, I gotta... I like war movies a little bit, so...
Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser? Yeah. Brendan Fraser, yeah. He's good in it, but he's kind of like a cartoon character or something. <laughs> um, it's, it's pretty, that's pretty good. I do like the Indiana Jones movies. There we go. Uh, except, well, I, I do like the Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> Even, yeah, I like National Treasure movie. Um, the first one. Second one, yeah. First one, I don't know. I know it's Nicholas Cage, and he can hate me forever, but... <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it's not so much... It's, it's not that I think that Nicholas Cage is fantastic, and I just think it's... I always like treasure hunt type things anyway. Do you like Con Air? Oh, Con Air's a good dad movie, though. Uh, I, I told you to leave the bunny in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. You wore his, uh, yeah, you wore her head as a hat to the four states. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Darwin Green. Darwin Green. I, uh, Con Air is okay. I mean, <laughs> but I, I know, you know, I know some of the classic lines, you, like you wore her head to four, as a hat to the four states. Well, that, thank you, Dad. That's, there, there's something like that. Don't, King Arthur, it's, oh, and I, and I hate to say this, too, but I like, I like the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, that's okay, you're alone. <laughs> I do, I do like that. And anything with Kate Beckinsale in it. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I'm gonna. I gotta get back to recording. So. Okay. Well, I, I hope that. I hope that helps you out. I. I know. Uh, you know. I mean, I could say you know, gone with the wind and you know, we're window and all that kind of stuff and trying to be real. You know, art house cool. But <laughs> that's, those are the movies that I. That I. You know, kind of enjoy. Well, thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right. Sisters. I had all the broadcast simulations, you know, like they're dead, they're all. Oh, yeah, the fake news reports and stuff, that's right, yep. Yeah, yeah, so I kind of thought it was real, and that was pretty freaky. That's awesome. think so. Oh, check it out. <laughs> Will do. It's classically bad. It's a little, really old. But, but that one's kind of freaked me out. 
I'll have to check that out. A giant crawling island with tentacle things that eats people. <laughs> All right. Like a giant muppet or something. I'm sure there's a remake by Rob Zombie coming. So. Yeah, probably. Probably. Okay, well, to, hopefully that uh, that helps a little bit. Well, thank you. If you put Sleepless in Seattle, I'll hit you. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. All right. All right. All right, love you. All right, well, thank you, Mr. Gibbs, for your <laughs> contribution to the podcast. Yes. Uh, so, I, Willie, are there any other that you think your dad really loves? No, he covered it. He's yeah. got <laughs> it. All right. All right. He Good. nailed it. All right, Nick, dad movies. Okay. Um, there's, there's like, movies that I think of as, as dad movies, and then there's, like, the movies my dad likes. And, yeah. and they, do, they do definitely kind of cross over a, a lot. Some intersection. Um, I love what Tim said about dad movies frequently feature this flawless protagonist mm-hmm. now in in my uh screenwriting class in college the one thing the teacher always said he's like you can't have a perfect protagonist you can't he's got to have flaws you gotta have a list of like flaws that he has and weave them into the story otherwise he's just harrison ford and he's boring <laughs> and no one wants to watch that movie and i was like what <laughs> everyone wants to watch harrison ford <laughs> right? but his point i mean his point is totally valid like yeah he always play harrison ford frequently plays these like perfect characters yeah and uh or not not perfect but like you know they're they're very like I- idyllic men yeah and he always used to talk about Witness. He was like, Witness is just bullshit. And I, I love the movie Witness. So I was like, what are you saying? And he's like, he just plays this like big strapping white guy who marches on to like Pennsylvania Dutch turf and starts kicking up dust. And I was like, what the hell movie did you watch? Yeah. Like, he made it sound like West Side Story. Not exactly the same thing. Amish. But it was funny. But he's, he's right. And, and our review of The Equalizer will certainly reflect this, uh, this idea. But... <clears throat> I always think of, of dad movies as, like, a lot of those movies that come on, like, Turner Classic Movies and, like, channels like that in, like, the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Or, like, especially on the weekend when, like, dads are around the house, like, doing work and, like, a movie comes on right around lunchtime so they can pop down and have a beer and watch something. Um, I think of Die Hard as, as a bit of a dad movie, yeah. for sure. Um, Deep Blue Sea, for some reason, is one of those yeah. movies that... I think my dad would always watch, and I think he passed it on to my brother and I, because yeah. once there was a time when my brother and I watched it twice, it was on TV, <laughs> we tuned in like 20 minutes in, we watched the whole movie, and then it started again, and we were like, want to go around again? He's like, alright, so we just watched the whole thing again. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, anything with Steven Seagal is a okay. pretty dad movie, uh, with uh, special emphasis on executive decision. Oh yeah, and movies that involve the aircraft and, yeah. and and terrorists on a plane. Ten, yes, yeah. Air Force One is a huge. Oh movie. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, the Enemy of the State was another big one yeah. that my dad was really yep. into. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but I remember as as a kid, he was always like Animal House, Caddyshack. And Cool Hand Luke were like three movies that my dad would would always like talk about. Mm-hmm. And Cool Hand Luke was like one of the ones where he was. I, I was probably like seven, and he was probably like, oh, "I can't wait for you to be old enough to watch Cool Hand Luke." That's so good. <laughs> and then I remember when he uh, he showed me Caddyshack. He finally couldn't wait anymore, and I was like still way too young to watch Caddyshack. I was probably like eleven or something. And my dad's like, "Oh, let's watch Caddyshack," and I'm like, "Oh, all right, Dad, fine." And I remember laughing at a lot of it and whatever. But then there's like topless women in the movie and stuff, and he was just like, "Don't tell your mother." <laughs> and I was like, "All right." So I know my mom's not a listener. I think after, like, our first episode of I Did to It, he was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need that anymore. But, uh, yeah, that, that happened for sure. <clears throat> I, have a, I do have a funny story, though. I don't think this is one of my, dad, one of my dad's movies, but uh, my friend John had this amazing story about his dad where he was watching Field of Dreams. 
with oh, his dad, and I, I, I don't remember if his mom was there too, but he's like, it's you know, watching the movie, it gets to the end, and there's I, I've never seen Field of Dreams actually, so I don't know, I don't know exactly which. Oh, that's no surprise. But the, uh, <laughs> the uh, there's some heavy emotional scene at the end, and he's talking. He's like, I'm watching the movie. I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, this part's kind of sad. And he just hears this <laughs> sound coming from off, and he just goes and turns his head, and he goes, "My dad's there, going <laughs> wiping his face," and he's like, "Dad, are you crying? No, shut up. Go to your room." <laughs> and, he, and we always, I mean, this was like 15 years ago or something, and we would always like just impersonate that. And anytime we were in a movie, and there was like a, an emotional beat or something. <laughs> <laughs> and with Tim talking about Armageddon and his dad reminded yeah. me of that story because I don't think I've ever seen my dad uh, cry during a movie I don't know if he ever has but my dad is the type of dad that during a movie will try to guess the ending the yeah. whole time oh, yeah. and he will point out like why'd that guy do that shouldn't have done that should have gone that way instead that's stupid who would do that and he's like points out the, the flaws and logic of what the characters are doing yeah which in hindsight yeah and, and no, in the moment like you could be in the theater and go no should have done that <laughs> and it's a trait that unfortunately I somewhat absorbed because yeah. I'll be watching movies with my girlfriend and someone will do something kind of dumb and I'm like no what oh shouldn't have done that <laughs> fortunately she's usually like what an idiot I know and we'll, we'll, we'll go with it yeah, I don't think my dad does that necessarily, but it's something that I've started to do. It's some somewhat of like a like a oh I'm gonna entertain myself because this movie's not meeting the expectations that I think that oh, I yeah. so I'll start like especially during horror movies. Horror movies are the worst with that kind of sure, thing. Cookie cutter. Yeah. Well um, you and I were doing it during the equalizer. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> a lot. But no, my dad I my dad does have kind of like tombstone. I feel like Tombstone oh, yeah. is just like straight up dad movie. That's a, cla- that's a classy movie, though. Yeah, well, no, and, I, and it's not. I don't. I don't fault it for it, but it's like Tombstone is one of those ones where like my uncle would be in town from Alaska, and like he and my dad would sit down and watch Tombstone, <laughs> like, <laughs> like every time they'd throw on the DVD and it would be on. And, or uh, uh, definitely like uh, the right stuff. I know my dad's Ooh. a huge fan of the right stuff, and I've never said I've never watched the, the right, right stuff. stuff oh, the right stuff is awesome. Yeah, so it's reminded of it. My my dad's kind of more like definitely space like Apollo thirteen. It's a fantastic movie, but I feel like it's one of those movies that like any dad is like, all right, we're watching Apollo thirteen. Yeah, right? it probably reminds them a lot of when they were kids. Absolutely, At least, like, dad meaning our dads. Our yeah, dad's like our generation. Yeah, definitely. when they were young, they were uh, old enough to remember. Yeah, like, space race. Like, yeah, like Willie's dad too. Like my dad absolutely loves the Wizard of Oz. Which yeah. Is, like, yeah. It's not something that you would think like, oh, you know, boys who grew up at the time are going to love Wizard of Oz, but they do because it was like one of the first huge color movies and like... Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was a groundbreaker at the time. Absolutely. So, So, no, but my my dad also, you know, like I think he... There were even some movies that were just kind of complete and like he... There are movies that he will put on and watch just like, oh, I haven't seen this one in like a week. Let's put it on and watch it. Like things like more so or like... Not too long ago, but a little while ago, like Mystery Men, we would watch Mystery Men every week, and that's, like it wasn't like necessarily on my behalf. It was like he's like, "Hey, let's put Mystery, Mystery that's Men." That's so on. weird. I'd be like, "All right, <laughs> Mystery Men, Galaxy Quest, Galaxy, Rat Race." Galaxy, Galaxy. Rat Race is a movie that I've seen a billion times because it would just my dad would die laughing watching Rat Race. We all would, but it's just that's those, those are getting, for some reason those are like the embodied dad movies for me which you know is that the one with Breck and Meyer and like yep. 8,000 other people mm-hmm. Rowan Atkinson and Amy yeah. Smart Will be Goldberg yep okay it's 
Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Like, we still will pull out jokes from Rat Race and just, awesome. like, in the middle of conversation. And we'll my dad will sit there and, like, he'll throw out a line and then just giggle to himself. And then we're all like, yeah, that's Rat Race. <laughs> oh, but, Signs. Signs. I'm sorry. Signs is kind of a dad movie, too. But, like, for a horror movie, it's kind of a dad movie. He's, like, the perfect yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Gibbs, yeah, Gibbs is the farmer. Yeah. Maverick was what I was thinking of, too. Ooh. Maverick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. I just... I feel like Top Gun too. Like Top Gun, Top Gun's a good movie, but it's one of those ones where like I feel like my dad would be like, "Oh, Top Gun's on." Yeah, watching Top Gun. Uh, (laughs) I think it's very tied to what you liked as like a younger person. Like I'm wondering what the a note for the podcast. All four of us are unwed and don't have any children that we know of. So (laughs) we are not dads. Yet, yeah, like and if we are, like, we're not good. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're doing this on a Tuesday night or whatever day today is. <laughs> no, it'd be interesting, like if we sat down our kids at some point in the future. Like, what do you think a dad movie is? And like, oh, Tron. Yeah. <laughs> Tron is a dad movie. Actually. It is for you, absolutely. Yeah. Your dad loved Tron. That's one of my favorite stories about my, my dad took my mom on a date to see Tron, and she's like, he loved it. I. Hate it. <laughs> my mom was like, I thought it was one of the worst just had. My dad was all, all about it. <laughs> I wanted to, because um, Nick brought up Field of, Field of Dreams, but like baseball movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my dad doesn't even like baseball that much, but he loves but baseball. The movies. Like, um, There's something very inherently Americana about it. Yeah. Um, and for some, League of Their Own pops into my head yep, all the that's time. That's what I was Tom Hanks is a, is a Tom Hanks is a dad. It's a dad a, actor. Yeah. He, he raised an odd one. Not Colin, the other one, the rapper. Ah, he's yes. got a rapper son. What? Yeah, yeah. He's just supportive, Tim. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's a. He, maybe he's too good a dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we know. All right. Uh, before we get to our review of a dad movie, we're gonna take a quick break, and uh, future Alex is gonna talk to you about who won the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast Summer Movie Wager. Oh man! So I'm gonna throw it to future Alex right now. Thanks, Past Alex. This is Future Alex here with the results of the first annual Midwest Film Nerds Podcast Summer Movie Wager. Uh, It's been a long and winding road with all kinds of surprises, and I'm sure you're all well aware. But uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you to everybody who participated. Uh, I've ran this contest about three years personally before this, um, and this is the most people that I've had partake, which is fantastic, and I hope that... uh, even next year, we get even more people to partake. You can make sure that happens by coming back next year, uh, sometime in April or May, and uh, submitting a ballot and encouraging all of your friends to do so as well. Um, hoping I'll have some prizes to give uh, next year as well. So please come back. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I have a lot of fun doing it anyway, and it'd be even better if I had even more people uh, making it more work for me, but it's still way, way, way cool. So. Please come back. Um, So I think we will start off with the final top ten list. Uh, Number one, you've got Transformers Age of Extinction not relinquishing its throne at $1,080,900,000. There were three people that guessed that spot on. Number two, we've got Maleficent with $756,500,000 and zero people got that spot on. Number three, we have X-Men Days of Future Past with $746.0 million, and that's five people that got that spot on. Number four, we have The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with $708.7 million, and that's with two people who got that spot on. Somehow that movie made $400,000, even though it's already out on uh, on theaters here, or out on DVD here. So, 
congrats to that movie. Uh, number five, we've got Dawn of the Planet of the Apes at $693.6 million. There are three people who got that one spot on. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, is in number six with $644.3 million, and three people got that one spot on. How to Train Your Dragon 2 is at number 7 with $611.1 million, and that had zero people getting that one spot on. Godzilla 2014 has $525 million at number 8, and one person got that spot on. Number 9, we've got Lucy with $394.6 million, and one person got that one spot on. And finally, Edge of Tomorrow is at number 10 with $369.2 million, and one person got that one spot on. So, real quick here, I will go over the prizes that our first, second, and third place winners will be receiving. First place gets a movie in any available format, up to $40, or a $40 gift card to a theater chain of their choice, plus a Midwest Film Nerds podcast hoodie. Uh, Second place gets a $15 gift card to a theater chain of their choice, plus a Midwest Film Nerds podcast t-shirt. And third place receives a Midwest Film Nerds podcast t-shirt. So... Real quick, the scoring rubric here. Uh, You get 13 points for guessing number 1 or number 10 spot on. You get 10 points for scoring, for getting numbers uh, 2 through 9 spot on. You get 7 points if your pick was only 1 spot away from where it ended up. You get 5 points if it was 2 spots away. You get 3 points if it's more than 2 spots away. If it's anywhere on the list, then you get 3 points. Uh, Finally, you get one point for each Dark Horse pick that makes it into the top ten. So, we've got uh, 15 spots here, starting at number 15, because there was a three-way tie. Uh, Number 15, with 12 points, you've got Megan M. Uh, Number 14, with 24 points, you've got Amy M.H. Number 13, with 27 points, you get Josh C., Number 12 with 29 points, you got Rick M. Uh, number 11 with 35 points, you've got Katie K. Number 10 with 36 points, we've got Victor S. Number 9 with 37 points, we've got Youp E, the uh, official Midwest Film Nerds podcast scorekeeper. Uh, number 8 with 40 points, we've got Jan L. Number 7 with 41 points. Got our very own Nick B, Amy B, and Brittany R. That's our three-way tie at number seven. Uh, number six, we've got with 43 points, Aaron L. Number five, with 45 points, we have our very own Tim L. Number four, with 48 points, we have our very own Willie G. Number three, with 49 points, we have Lynn K., Number two, with 56 points, we have Alexa S. And finally, number one, with 66 points, we've got Nikki C. So, congratulations to to uh, Nikki and Alexa and Lynn. You'll all be receiving your uh, prizes at some point in the future. I'll be timely about it, I promise. Uh, everybody else, I hope you had fun doing this. I hope you'll come back next year. Uh, tip for next year, the key here is to have no faith in humanity. Uh, sequels are going to make more money, most likely, uh, as long as the first movie did well anyway, and the second one seems like it'll be, or the next one seems like it'll be getting good buzz of some kind. 
uh, or it could get horrible buzz like Transformers and just make a ton of money anyway. So there's not a lot to it. But anyway, the less faith in humanity that you have, the better. So that's all I have to say about this. <laughs> it's just about the contest. It's not about the world in general. I hope you don't feel that way about the world. But, um, yeah, I hope everybody had fun. I'm going to try and do some interesting t statistics on it. Um, I kind of had just a few quick little notes here. Uh, Nikki managed to get five movies dead on, which is pretty awesome. I might look up in previous years to see how many, uh, how many people got things spot on, but, uh, we'll see. And then, uh, the only person to get Lucy dead on would be Victor S. And the only person to get Edge of Tomorrow spot on, the number 10 spot, which is pretty, pretty crazy and hard to get spot on, would be Alexa S. So, uh, congratulations to both you two guys. Anyway, thank you all for participating. I hope you'll come back next year. I know I said that a billion times, but I do have a lot of fun putting this together, and I hope you guys had fun partaking in it. And back to the originally scheduled podcast. Thank you, future Alex, and congratulations to whoever won the summer movie wager. I think we all can, can give you a round of applause right now. Um... <laughs> And now on to our <laughs> review of one of the daddest movies of the I don't know, not really, but The Equalizer, directed by Antoine Fuqua, starring Denzel Washington and Chloe Grace Moretz and Martin Sokas. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Show Cash. I love Show Cash. Okay. Show Cash. Okay. okay. Like Margaret Cho and then Cash Money. Cash Money. <laughs> okay. Um, the IMDb synopsis says, A man believes he has put his mysterious past behind him and has dedicated himself to beginning a new, quiet life. But when he meets a young girl under the control of an ultraviolet... Under... What? Okay. But when he meets a young girl under the control of ultraviolet Russian gangsters, he can't stand idly by. He has to help her. I'm sorry, that was my own, uh... Ultraviolet's a weird thing to say. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They're not just violent. They're, They're really, really violent. Super duper violent. So, um, Denzel Washington, purveyor, creator, starring member of many dad movies, yeah. yes. comes to us again with The Equalizer. Tim, how did you feel about The Equalizer? Um, I had fun with it. Yeah. Um, it's the... <laughs> It's probably the best movie in theaters right now. I mean, it's come out in the past month or so, month and a half. It's it's a it's a dad movie. It's like it's the only one. It's a dad movie and a superhero movie. Makes sense. Well, Willie and I talked about this afterwards. Yeah. Like he kind of even has a like a secret identity. In yeah. Film. And yeah. Uh, is this based on a TV show? Yes. It's, it okay. It's based yeah. on a TV show. The poster sure. for the original show is amazing. Is by it? the way. Okay. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. I mean. I haven't seen a lot of Denzel Washington's movies lately. He's kind of fallen into, like, the middle... Like, he's just working to work right now. He's not putting <laughs> in anything special. He's just kind of... He's doing his job. And I, I respect that. Him, him and Liam Neeson are kind of the same way. I like Antoine Fuqua a lot. Yeah. I, like, I was going over his filmography, and uh, he also did the Gangsta's Paradise video, which I found oh, on nice. Wikipedia. Yeah, so, awesome. so many classics. It's got some resume. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Yeah, I like, uh, he just, he, this isn't as good as Olympus Has Fallen, which was his last movie, which I think might be his, his finest work. It's a delight. It's delightful. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's too long. Um, 
the last 20 minutes are hilarious and amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I might say it's probably the last 30, 30 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. What's, yeah, what's the third? We'll get into that because it's really good. The stuff leading up to it, he's a perfect character. Denzel's a perfect man in this yeah. movie. He's just helpful. He goes around giving helpful hints to people. He's just, he's... He's like a coach and a he's like a, he's like a life coach who murders people yeah. in this. And But only when it has to be done. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so, this was fun. I had fun with it. All right, Willie. <clears throat> the oh, that was disgusting. Okay. You're, you're the biggest fan in the world of Denzel Washington. Let's hear what you thought. Oh, uh, you know, I don't... Di- you know, I was kind of dogging on Denzel a little bit last week. I don't dislike Denzel. I just... Everything he's come out with in the last ten years bored, has bored the hell out of me. Oh, he's so. gotten lazy, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just going to... You weren't a fan of Flight. I, you know, I just kind of... I don't... I forget he makes movies. You yeah. know what I mean? And then, yep, totally. Yeah. Um... Yeah, this was this was based on a TV series. Now I kind of want to watch the show just to see what it's all about. I want to see how different it is. But um, I actually I, I like this quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> it's ridiculous. Um, it's super hammy in all the right spots and super sappy in most of the right spots. And like I don't know, it's just I don't know. It was one of those movies you just you go in and you watch it, and it's you know it, it takes you on a little ride, and you have fun, and you have a good time, and you forget about it as soon as you walk out the door. <laughs> Except for maybe the last half hour, because that yeah. wow. Um, I think that the they do a good job of maybe like I said, ham fisted, but they set up the bad guys to make them the most dastardly human beings yep. on the planet. Like, there's nothing. There's so despicable. There's nothing like you the quality know. of dad movies. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I I do like the lead Martin, whatever his name is. Zakis, Joe Cash, Joe Cash, Joe Cash, Yeah, yeah. He's he's really good. Uh, I like that he. He kind of incorporates little, like... Well, because, I mean, like, Denzel's doing little things here. Like, he has, like, the obsessive-compulsive thing, which is kind of fun to watch. And then he, and then uh... And probably gets dropped, like... Yeah, yeah, it does. But whatever. Uh, they, they do... There's little, like, quir- like quirks to make the character... Trying to make the character a little more interesting. They do it with the villain, too. Like, he's really creepy. <laughs> like, you can never get a beat on, like, what the hell he's thinking or what he's doing. And I kind of dig that. Uh, he's super villainy, though, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoy it. There's a lot of inventive murdering in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, going back to Olympus Has Fallen, I think that's just Anton Fuqua, like, like he had a penchant for awesome stabbings in that movie. Yes. You know? Yeah. And he just brought it to a new level this time. So I can't wait to see what he does with stabbings in his <laughs> next film. Um, Wasn't it Olympus Has Fallen 2? He's not directing. Oh, he's not directing? No, no. London Has Fallen is not, is not an Antoine Fuqua joke. Apparently, Equalizer 2 is on his IMDb page, though, so... Okay. Yeah, they want to do a sequel, so... Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a it's an enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I... I, It's goofy, it's silly, it's, uh, it's all the things that you expect from a Denzel Washington action flick, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Nick, The Equalizer. Uh, I had, I had fun with it overall. It's... It's pretty ludicrous. It gets uh, it gets downright wacky at, at times, but I um, I liked it overall. I think it could have ended after the first act and been like a really cool short film. Yeah, like after the That's first fine. big confrontation, I was like, cool, like I'm good. <laughs> you can roll the credits. We can, yeah, we can be done. But I think I was kind of a little bitter because as Alex and I said right as we sat down I was like this movie's two hours and I'm like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like I was hoping for a quick breezy hour 40 like get me long. in get me out it is long the middle drags the middle the middle drags a little bit but not as bad as I expected because it, it goes it's a really 
it's it's kind of a bummer because it's super inconsistent with what kind of movie it is. Like yeah. it starts off kind of like a kind of a cool Punisher meets um, uh, Death Wish kind of thing. It's kind of gritty. Yeah, yeah. and then in the second, it turns into like Enemy of the State and like a spy thriller at one point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, now I'm watching an espionage movie. Uh-huh. And then in the end, it turns into Die Hard Six from the Ben Stiller show. <laughs> and it it gets really hilarious and like it just every it just every cliche possible it's like do it third act pile on boys <laughs> what we got another we got another 90 million in the budget boom throw it in let's go and it just gets really upset you get this cg that's just like what the what is this doing here now mm-hmm. and all these weird like tropes of of dad movies that weren't <laughs> present earlier and I loved what they were setting up earlier. Like early on, it's really engaging. I was really into it at the beginning. I'm like, this is actually a lot of fun to watch. And I liked. Obviously, he was a hilariously perfect man. Like very into like helping everyone and knows everyone's name at work. Yeah. And, like, I expected him to show up with donuts for everybody in the break room. And he's very <laughs> help very, the lady cross the road. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's so <laughs> rescue a kitten from a tree. Yeah. yeah, all these things. He's so he's so perfect. But I was having fun watching it. I dug it too. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I, I buy it because Denzel can. He sells it with with like that sincerity and that and that smile and everything. I was like, cool. All right, it's a bit of a dad movie. I'm falling for it for a little bit. Like Tim said, he. Uh, he, he's an adult. He has an adult job. He has adult <laughs> things. He's very, like, regimented. And he reminded me a little bit of Morgan Freeman's character from Seven, where he's got, like, his little routine that he does in the yeah. morning. And, like, it, it was interesting to watch. There was a lot of interesting direction in his apartment. And, like, how he moves through the world was very interesting. And then the movie just goes, nope. <laughs> just <laughs> threw that, threw all that out. And it was just like, yeah. <laughs> just went, like, got really crazy and, like, directed DVD style. And I was like, oh. <laughs> And then I was like, whatever, I'm just going to roll with it and have fun. It was like you were in a car with your friends on the way to one place, and you're like, we're going to stop by this other party first, and you're like, okay, and that one's really weird and not your cup of tea, but you're like, whatever, I'm here, I'm just going to make the best of it. And that's kind of how I felt in the third act, because it just got really nuts. But, um, yeah, overall, it was a pretty it was a pretty fun experience. It was silly. It reminded me a lot of, like, The Punisher. It felt a lot like like some Garth Ennis Punisher. Mm. I thought the whole time, yeah. I was like, man, Anton Fuqua, like, if you would, like, he would make an awesome Punisher movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he'd be good at There's it. There's a lot of moments cool. where I was like, oh, man, this reminds me of the Punisher video game and, For like, sure. some, some cool Punisher books. Um, so, yeah, I would love it. I almost leaned over to Alex and was like, man, I, want, I just want a good Punisher movie. Because really <laughs> it had that vibe early on. So, yeah. Overall, though, I did enjoy it. I think it, I, I'm curious to check out the the Source show because it it feels like kind of like a Lone Wolf A Team type thing. Yeah. So, and this one's kind of an origin story a little bit, which <laughs> is hilarious. Yeah. So I, I didn't know that. I was like, oh, all right, I guess we're yeah. doing the thing here now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, overall though, it was it was good good enough time. Denzel wants some franchise money. This could be his taken. It could be. Yeah, could be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was expecting to see Liam Neeson run by in the background, like being chased by oh, one of those team Croatian oh, monsters. Yeah. Like, one of those Avengers things where it's like, uh, you know, uh, he will return. The Equalizer will return in the Equalizer two. You know, something like that. Yeah. No, what, yeah. What if they like a dad universe, like a shared dad universe? <laughs> oh man, the dad cinematic universe. Did you see Oh my gosh, the, the Equalizer and Taken team up. That's oh, Liam Neeson's movie. They would they seriously movie, like. Right? I would be. Like, like, I don't think anyone no. who sees this movie wouldn't be like, okay. Like, when, yeah. well, I didn't see that coming. You'd be like, I buy it. Because <laughs> they're very, very similar in many ways. Mm-hmm. I almost want, while I was watching the movie, I was like, I want to take the trailer for it or, like, footage from it and apply, like, the 
film scratch filter and just like make like an old Grindhouse style trailer for this yeah. movie because you could do it and totally. it would be hilarious. It'd be sweet. I just kept expecting throughout the movie for whenever he said something to be like the Equalizer and have like the title right. pop yeah, up yeah. like a voice because yeah. it got very like <laughs> we wanted to catch her like he kept like they kept going who are you yeah who are you like I wanted to say like I'm the Equalizer like they like have a catchphrase to say back yeah like I got to the end of this movie I don't know why he's called the Equalizer <laughs> well he in the middle part he tries to make things very equal. But then he just gives up and starts murdering everybody. <laughs> He's like, I'm tired of this. But I kind of wanted to see that. Like, I kind of wanted to see, like, the Equalizer just, like, doing things. Like, if someone stole money from somebody, he stole money back from them. And he's like, we're equal now. Yeah. Like, just kind of it was balancing. Kind of like, it was kind of shaping up to be, like, the extreme version of pay it forward. Right. Where he's just like, yeah, I crushed that guy's head with a hammer for you. Pay it forward. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so... <laughs> This total psychopath going... Like, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, this is like a really interesting version of Amelie where he's just like... (laughs) (laughs) Doing like like good deeds for people that involve murdering their enemies. I know, and they make no sense. (laughs) Some of them I'm like, whoa! Dude, slow your roll. Like, whoa. You hit the gas. Yeah. And I want to know... We... I have, wait, I have to wait. Yeah. 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 Right. How was... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I... You know, the movie was... I Take it or leave it. I don't know. I felt like I had issues with the fact that it didn't feel like it was committing to one type of movie. Like, mm-hmm. it, you feel like each act is very different, as Nick was kind of saying when he was talking about it, but... It, it's still, you know, you get to, like, if you make it to the third act, then you have a good time in the third act. Yeah. And, and it was fun enough, but... Um, it, you know, it, I was, I was, I was, I wanted to count how many times they cut back to that damn diner in the first oh, 20 dude. minutes of the movie. Diner, other scene. Diner, yep. other scene. Mm-hmm. Diner. And then there was like diner, diner again at another time and then other scene and then diner. And I was like, why? Like, okay, just stay at the diner, get what you want to <laughs> done, like get it done and then let's move on. <laughs> get to the next part. But you know, I, the diner was my favorite part of the movie, actually. Well, and that's fine, yeah. but I mean, I, I see don't what know. you're saying. I see felt, what you're saying, but yeah, it was it definitely really, really got funny. Like yeah. the passage of time was very like inconsistent. Yeah, it was like okay, he's been to the diner every night because he can't sleep apparently, which is fine. But it definitely felt like like he was either at work or at the diner, and it was I don't know. That's life when you're an adult, Alex. I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm not going to diner. I'm not a responsible adult <laughs> with the dad job yet, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> I really, really loved the, the the score and how it would just kind of pop in with a random, like, a distorted chord every once in a while. Right. And then just by the off. end, it was amazing. Yeah. 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 Just, 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 yeah. <laughs> just turned into, like, total, like, D Rock. <laughs> like, yeah, Papa Roach was just off screen. <laughs> Get it, Papa? Yeah. Then. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was good. And then the, the, the first scene where it kind of pulls into his apartment from really terribly like green screen oh, that was outside. So funny! I was like, "Oh my god, why is this?" I don't remember that. No, I don't either. It's just really, really strangely like they didn't quite blend no. CG with the, really. the apartment yeah. well enough. I wish I would have noticed. And it like it like it, it gets even worse because every time you go back into the apartment, they never show those windows again because you know that it's just <laughs> right. But, That's funny. They're on a set, the stage somewhere. Yeah, but. No, I, you know, it's... I just said the Tim, oh my god. (laughs) It's, it's, it's fun enough, and if you're dying to see something, find something on Netflix first, but if you've seen everything on Netflix, (laughs) then maybe go see this movie. Like, if you want to go to the theater, 
Like yeah, I if you, if you're, like it's a bad choice. Yeah. If you're dying to get out, I definitely go see this a billion times before seeing Tusk. I would <laughs> absolutely, you know, like there's there's not a whole lot out right now. We're kind of in a little bit of a dumping ground. And we'll get back like, it's getting good. I think if yeah. you like Taken, this would be a fine movie to go see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Take, Taken, like Taken's fun. This, the only difference between this and Taken for me, I feel like Taken has a really, really good momentum behind it. Yeah, this, this one moves slower. This a little yeah. bit more. I like this a lot better than Taken. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't like Taken. Interesting. Okay. I buy Denzel as this guy. I don't buy Liam Neeson as that guy. Okay. okay. Interesting. Okay. That's fair. All right. You had a... I'll save it for spoilers because we right. should... All right. We'll hop into spoiler Terry and then we'll be ready and we'll, uh, we'll talk about spoilers for these boys. Okay. Here we are in spoiler Terry for the Equalizer. Nick, you had a Tim moment. I did a second ago. That means I just got really excited and like reared back in my chair. <laughs> Remembered something you wanted <laughs> yeah, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the scene in this movie that I was like, that was the shit, was uh, the part when the villain comes to his apartment in the guise of being a cop. Yep. That was so awesome. Everything about that scene was awesome because it cut all the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately, these two guys instantly knew who, knew who each other was, and both of them knew the other guy wasn't telling the truth, and it was just slick. Like, mm-hmm. it was. Well done. They both were really awesome in that scene. Yeah, and it was, was just cool. very, like, cut the shit. I loved how he instantly had all his lies in place. He was like, this guy's not on the level. And he kind of was asking him the same questions. But I loved the way he walked away. How'd you find me? Right off the bat. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't let him go away and go, oh. And then we have another diner scene and, like, more. He just right off the bat was Back like, this guy's bad news. Yeah. He, I, it was really cool. I was like, this is awesome. Like, I actually felt tension at that part. That was well, cool. then, well, I, I can't remember it's before, but they have a diner scene where they do that, ag- like, again. Like, he yeah. cut, he calls the guy out. That's right after out. that. Yeah. Is it after that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He calls that the guy That scene was really, fu- really was a cool. Scene. Scene. That yeah. scene is really funny. And that guy who plays the uh, construction worker. He's worker, been a bunch of stuff. Johnny he's, Messner. He's, he's yeah. so funny in that scene. Like, at the end of it, he just goes, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's the best delivery in the movie. It's so funny. Yeah. That scene was cool too. See, like that, that was very like I could I I bought him as this guy who was kind of a little bit like Sherlock, where he he knows his surroundings really well, he's and really kind of, in control of the situation. Yeah, and knows like his because he, he's so set in his routine. It's like Home Alone. Like we even said at the end of the movie, it turns into Home Alone. Yeah, like he he's always in areas where he's really familiar <laughs> with it. So, like, he's, he's either, uh, you know, at the diner or his apartment, and, like, the fact that he probably knew there's an electrical outlet right there. So as soon as he had to pull that knife and stick it in there to blow the power, like, I was like, that's cool, and I totally believe it. Like, this guy is, he's OCD enough to where I'm, like, he probably knows, like, notices all those little things. But then it was weird that he was, like, <laughs> so OCD that he would rearrange things on some gangster's desk and then shut the door a bunch of times before killing everyone. <laughs> and then in the end of the movie, he's, like... Whatever. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I oh, yeah, you see him crap. on the ground like, oh, no, only 200 things of gravel on the ground. No, 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 no. This is all wrong. I can, like, I wish that they would have, like, I wish they would have stuck with that a little bit. Like, I, I, I wish they would carry something through in this movie. It was like a hardcore monk. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then they just, like, after that scene, they pretty much just drop it for the most part. Like, it's yeah. not, they don't even, they don't pay attention to it. And I, I, another unless, thing. Unless they're trying to say that. Now he's back in his element, doing what he's good at, and he's no longer. He's no longer. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, maybe, it. maybe. But <laughs> well, and the other thing about that is that they spend so much time in the beginning of the movie, and that they they really build up, and they they start to build this weird relationship that he and Chloe Grace Moretz have as kind of like a 
they know of each other. They don't really know a lot about each other, and they start learning about each other during this. And he goes on his like he loses he he goes back on his vow to his wife because of this girl, <laughs> and she's gone for all of the rest of the movie. Basically, that felt really weird to me. It's like I don't know, like not that I wanted her to like tag along and help him with anything because that doesn't make any sense either. But it felt really strange for her to just disappear. And then, like, we didn't even have... We, like, did we know that he left the money for her? No, that? no, that was weird. It was supposed to be, like, a revelation. Like, oh, oh that's okay. why she was missing. Okay, he's, he's... Which is dumb, because it would like it would have made more sense. Like, if I had known that she was gone because she, like, just got the hell out of there with the money that he gave her, then I would have been like, okay, then that's fine. She's not in the story anymore. But it felt weird that she just disappears. Yeah, it does. And, it does. Yeah, I thought know. she was still in the hospital for a long time until the other girl was like, no one's seen her since she left. And exactly. I was like, oh, where, the, where is she then? Yeah. And I'm glad she didn't show up again until, like, late. And then, like, I was like, I don't yeah. want this to turn into the professional. But I wanted some kind of, like... That's you wanted to I check in with her it. once or twice over yeah. the course of it. Just to remind yourself of why he's killing people. <laughs> yeah. It did get extreme <laughs> real quick. Totally. Where he was just... Oh, the, the, scene, the scene where he takes the hammer... Yeah, so good. You don't even see the, the, the bludgeoning. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> he's raping it off. You just wipe off the hammer and you put it back. Know, somebody's gonna go buy that at, at like Home Depot. <laughs> and that's the other thing about this movie that's really funny is there is DNA everywhere. <laughs> in every crime scene. Everybody, especially the bad no, guy, dude, he's like, he's, he's touching everything. I was like, what the fuck? But he's dead. What was the offense? What did he kill the guy? What was the reason for killing the guy? Like, it didn't seem like a hammerable offense either when he killed the guy with a hammer. Oh, um, he's, he, he robbed the, the store who, and took the, 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 the ring. ring. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That seems, the hammer seems a little extreme, right? Little maybe bit. he just used it as like a torture. Yeah, or something. You know, maybe, yeah maybe he just he got some hand blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We don't okay. technically know he's dead. Right, but it, yeah, the cut back to it, I was like, yeah, that's Makes pretty... He just went out to the parking lot and just killed yeah, Like, him. old yeah. boy, the guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Old boy, homeboy. <laughs> he takes it a little... little... It, it, was, it was weird. That part made me laugh. Wait, guys, Bill Pullman. Bill uh, Pullman's in this movie, and I did not rec- realize it was him until, like, the second scene he's in. Like, yeah. the first yeah. scene he's in, he's wearing glasses. I turned to you and gasped when he showed up. I was like, oh, like... Okay. <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking... Like, I, I just kind of... That like, was hilarious, because he was so worthless. Yeah. Like, he was... Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, it's his old, like, war buddy, and he's going to, like, talk to him and say, I need some help, and I was like, maybe they're going to team up. I was hoping it would be his a war buddy character of his, and it would be played by someone of note. And then it, I was like, I got, like, a quarter of those two things. <laughs> Bill Pullman's, like, only kind of noteworthy. But he's, like, really pointless. And it's yeah. really funny that the, the woman is his... Is it Melissa Leo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's his old pal. And I was like, that's totally cool. But I loved all the pointless cutaways of Bill Pullman. Like, the two of them were talking about <laughs> heavy like, shit. And he's, he's like, like, washing like, dishes. Closing cabinets. <laughs> yeah, there was one point where he just... Like, <laughs> Then turned and looked at them as they were talking, and I was like, I, love how I expected her to be like, honey, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm talking shop. Like, Lee, he just looked so, like, worthless. Melissa really Leo has, like, the best, my favorite, one of my favorite lines in the movie, though. I was like, he didn't come, he, didn't he came come. for permission. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh that's oh, awesome. There's a, dad, there's a couple dad singers in here. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, there I were thought... a few lines that were very, like, even when he's trying to motivate uh, his buddy. Right. Uh, he's trying to motivate Hurley, and he was like, let me tell him. <laughs> Progress, not perfection. And he had like yeah. other, other one-liners to that same guy, and I was like, man, he's just pulling lines from uh, Remember the Titans and just <laughs> <laughs> recycling. No, I, I, uh, I was hoping that Bill Pullman was just reprising his role as the president of the United States. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted Wednesday. to hear this. He's just retired. Yeah. yeah, he's just retired, and, and it turns out that the first lady worked for the CIA or something like that. But no, that was good. 
Um, I don't know. Any, what, do we want to talk more about the third act? Let's get into that. Yeah, yeah. well, let me, let me get a couple things okay. out. Yeah, go okay, ahead, just... Okay, fuckity fuck guy, I call him. I'm not going to use the F word anymore. That's my limit for this episode, so I'm just going to refer to it as the F word. But this guy, this crooked cop, the main Oh, the dude cop from the newsroom, right? He yeah. drops the <laughs> F-bomb so much in this movie yeah. that, like, you, it is possible to overuse it. And it loses its meaning, and it loses its impact, and yeah. he... Like every other word out of his mouth. Like I think there's a sentence where he says it six times in a row. Like different versions of the. I'm talking about the guy he left in the car and then took. Yep. The yep. Thing. Yes. Okay. That guy is not. I think the issue with that is that he was putting on an accent, and when you're putting on an accent, you have your words that you like have your ability to. Use it was in bad that though. So he just relied on and it there's too a, much. But yeah. but no, I'm I've I think I've brought it like. There's a talent to saying that word. Yes. Like it takes a talent. Yes. Like Sam Jackson says it, or yeah. like oh, um, he's yeah. an expert. Yeah, yeah. you like p- there are people that know how to use that word and yes. use it with force, Absolutely. and he's he's not. Is bad. And, but that kind of works with the character too, because it kind of he's kind of insecure. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It just it, I was like uh, yeah. So I referred to him as yeah F D F guy. <laughs> um, the best and most over the top. Cool guys don't look at explosions moment ever. Oh. <laughs> because it's seven explosions within each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. And you see the same one twice, which is really Two good. times. Plus he walks out of two explosions. Yeah. Like one And he blows up like an acre. It's a pier. He blows up a pier. And a pipeline that runs to yeah. a good yeah. building. It's not like he's blowing up like somebody's Volkswagen. It's right. like he's blowing up He everything. blows up like a piece of the city. Yeah. yeah. This was obviously, this was put in, this was their attempt to drop the mic on that. Yeah. Like it was like, no, this is it. No more. Because well, like, yeah. he's not even like safely away from the No, pipeline. no. <laughs> he walks out like, like debris. Like he should have been dead. Yeah. There's no way that he should have walked away from that one. He at doesn't all. even feel any heat either. No, no. there's like debris flying past yeah. him and he yeah. walks out of his backpack. It's <laughs> it's it's the ultimate yeah. version it's, of that. I mean Fuqua's really upped his game. <laughs> he set a new standard for walking away from explosions. Um yeah, uh, I wanted to mention the, but we're gonna get into the, the final stuff. But the, I wanted a real final fight between him and uh, yeah. the villain because they said the villain is such like a like the antithesis of him. He's so well. Evil. The villain's got that brutal scene too, where, where he, he beats the crap out right. of right. So I'm yeah. thinking, okay, like we've got our rain, our sprinkler system going. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna have a throwdown, yeah. just at least a brief scuffle. And I was, I mean, the way he goes out is pretty sweet. But I was disappointed <laughs> that there wasn't a fight. So I was like, here we go. Like they're, yeah. gonna, they're gonna do martial arts and shit, and then they didn't. So. <laughs> And then the ending of the actual ending of the movie is like the most hilariously sappy, like everything is great, like ending. No, ever. dude, I wish so so bad. I wanted, I wanted the secure. I just the way I wanted the movie to end was just the sprinklers were still going, blah blah blah. And then the security guy stands up and walks over to him. And he's like, "I think we're gonna need a cleanup on aisle three. <laughs> and then cut to black, and it's done. That's all I want. Like, just finish it right there, and then the movie's. I clean up on aisles three, four, five, yeah. six, and seven. Basically. Speaking of, that was my biggest thing. Is like, what the? How are they gonna explain this? I know. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, all right, him killing the five guys up in the building. Like, yeah. okay, like they said, okay, it looks like a turf war. The whole the whole movie. I'm thinking. In today's day and age, it's so easy to track people down. And, like, he, he had the security camp. He's like, give me the security footage of Six Block Radius. And they're like, okay. And I was like, well, you can't just do that. Like, <laughs> yes. what city are you in? How, there's a security the camera in every six yeah. building. Like, well, no, but not even that. But just, like, why is anybody going to just give you their security footage? Yeah. Or did, they, they, or did they just murder everybody? If you have a problem, call the number. And I was like, whose number is that? Because I want to know. And it... And it you know, cell phones and like all the little cameras he set around. It's all very cool, and I'm like, it, it makes sense. Like you, sh- you'll probably be able to track people down pretty easily in today's day and age. So uh, the whole movie, I'm thinking, how are they explaining each of these? Yeah, 
instances of violence. And I was like, the first one, like, okay, news lady did it. She was like, uh, it looks like a turf war. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. And then there's like little ones where it's small. Like, okay, if a guy gets his The hand pipeline up, along the shore has exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Billions of people are dead. That and then the home, home mark. How? What? There is blood everywhere. And there are yeah, dead guys know. everywhere. Bullets yeah. everywhere. Have we all worked in retail? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, well, yeah. we all worked at the same retail. Kind of. Okay. It just... I worked at a Lowe's. Okay. And like, That's more retail. This was really exciting for me. Yeah. I loved it. I, yeah, yeah. You can't... You can't... Because ex- I would how? always think of like... What if we get like... I always thought like... What if a monster attacks us? Like a zombie it, like, it's a, That's a great place to be. That's what I like, learned like, about this. I always wanted to see like a big fight in like a Lowe's. <laughs> and like just using... That's another That's another reason I think this is a great dad movie. Is because the main character... Like, nothing goes to waste with him. No. He's very resourceful. He's very crafty. Um, yeah, there's no wasted motion with him. He yeah. uses everything. So, and that's what dads do. Yeah. Because I remember one time, my dad, I like, I moved, when I went into college, my dad packed my car with everything I had. And it was the most, like, I, like, I just sat there in awe for like 10 yeah. minutes. I'm like, how did you do this? And then I realized, like, Denzel would do that for his son in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't, nothing goes to waste. But, um, we talked about that after the movie. I was like, why doesn't he grab a gun off the first guy he killed? <laughs> I know, but he just can't. No, I'm going to no. cerebral bore this guy with a drill. Oh, the like, drill part. Yeah. I can. What's your favorite kill the, at the end here? It's, it's almost like a slasher movie, so... that's It's the drill part because it's so ridiculous. It's such a slasher so moment. Mean. He comes up out of nowhere with it. I also like the, uh, the corkscrew one at the beginning. Because oh, that's another really mean that. one. Because he yeah. taunts him too while he's corkscrewing. I'm like, this is like what a psycho. Yeah. He's insane. <laughs> he's absolutely insane. I was a fan of the barbed wire. Yeah, because I liked. Oh, the, yeah. It was actually clever. I was like the gravel. I was like, what's he gonna do with the gravel? And he's laying on the ground. I was like, all right. So someone's. I've seen. I've seen Home Alone's one, two, three. I know something. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be some kind of tripping hazard. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed though by the uh, the blowtorch booby trap. If it was just a feint to get the guy to go the other way. Yeah. That's cool, but I was hoping for an actual like hilarious trap. I was like, man, I hope these guys are inept enough to where yeah, because I was he was cool. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, there's no way you're not gonna see or hear that blowtorch. There's like a string trap. tied from the blowtorch um, to something. Clearly. It's it was providing most, light to show you that there's a wire there. It was the most ghetto shit. Yeah, it was hilarious. Oh, another thing though, I love, and this <laughs> this is nothing the movie did on purpose. I don't think, but they never really show how many people at the end are with the main bad guy. So I got really excited when I saw another person. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, like I knew it. I'm like, like that guy's gonna die. Like, there's another like, There's more. Like, I was like, oh shit! It's like a clown car. Like, <laughs> like, like, like I'm so happy. Like I can't wait to see him get murdered. This is gonna be great. Nick was so disappointed when he didn't use the the, the hot doorknob on something. Oh yeah! I thought the same thing. <laughs> I remember the theater. I audibly went, just oh, a <laughs> Yeah, I totally was like, oh. <laughs> He's just using it to cauterize himself. He's not... <laughs> Which is a dad move. <laughs> I get it. The honey on the on the, cut, on the little scrape on his leg, I was like, nah, it's not dad shit. <laughs> I, did, sure. I did like um, the fight in the... Like, those little fake kitchens in the yeah. and stuff. I like that fight because he was fighting like Rusky McMustache. Yeah, that mustache was... Yeah. Some it was Mario. so sweet. That was... That was one of the hardest, like that. I couldn't. It was hard to follow that. Yeah, one. absolutely. Yeah, it was too. That one was also. I just thought it was funny because I like me and my brother used to run around those things. Like if my dad had to go to like Home Depot, absolutely. we were like abs- Like he would stop bringing us because like we had way too much fun in the fake kitchen. <laughs> or you go hide. You hide in like the door section because yeah, all the doors you would hide open be- up yeah. between doors, right? Absolutely. So like I'm just thinking about this. I'm like, 
man, this is like the ultimate version of that. Like me and yeah. my brother could just be having a knife fight. You know? <laughs> it's amazing. The uh, the the little false kitchen area was definitely the one where I was like, what Denzel? What are you doing? Yeah, because. <laughs> All right, he nooses the one guy. Cool, now you've got a gun. Take that guy's gun. And part of the reason I loved that one was the, sh- the really long shot of him standing up in the watching steel, just like that, yeah. watching him die. I was like, oof. Swear to me. You should be on the move to the next guy <laughs> yeah. now. Like, get get it going. But, okay, and then he spears the guy through the neck with the hedger. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool, now you've got two guns. You should probably grab those. Because if you're like a spec op, you know, black ops dude, you're not going to fuck around with any, uh. any drill. What? No, you're going to... Pop in the head, you're gonna hide up high where you can see and just whack them all. And that probably would have been really awesome to see, also. But instead, I was kind of like, man, I get this weird, like, well, but because he ju- he comes at that dude with like a box cutter, yeah, and he runs and jumps off the desk. Which the my bad, the the audio, the sound design was really cool because yeah. instantly I knew it. I was like, he jumped off a desk, like, I knew what that sound mm-hmm. was somehow, and then just buries this little box cutter on this guy's shoulder. And I was like, man, this is really goofy. I think it like part, part of the not using the gun thing, it was like, okay, I'm gonna stay quiet so they can't all converge. So let me kill a guy with a drill, plus, <laughs> scare the, show. You know, the drill. The drill's still just kind of like what, like I don't know it, if the dude's I don't. But well, I mean, to be the, fair, the, idea, the fear factor of if you're like when you hear a gun go off and you're like a trained soldier, it's like you, you're used to hearing guns go off. You're like, okay, let's go over there. Yeah. Like if you hear like somebody getting drilled and like gurgling sounds, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like I'm not going <laughs> yeah. back there. But this at guy's a, a nut job. At the point where like the dude just shoots out all the mirrors, I don't understand why there weren't seven people on. Like I know it took them a long time. It was a yeah. big lows. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I. It, as soon as the movie started and I saw Home Mart, I was like, wow, apparently Home Depot didn't want their name on this I one. know. And then at the end of the movie, I was like, okay, that's probably why. <laughs> There's plenty of product placement in this movie, and that, and I was like, I guess they couldn't get uh, yeah. Home Depot. Yeah. Home Depot wouldn't agree to having multiple murders in one of their stores. I told, I, I told Alex midway, probably three quarters of the way through the movie or, or into the end, I was like, I can't wait to... To hear Tim talk about how adorable Denzel is throughout this movie. Oh, he's so adorable. <laughs> like, and I, the life coaching stuff is so much fun for me because mm-hmm. Denzel delivers it with such sincerity. Like he doesn't even try; it's just effortless. Yeah, it's like that's just how he is. And the scene where the the youths are trying to say, "What'd you do before you work here?" Yeah, the pips, the pip, <laughs> the part where he says the pip, and he dances. God, that guy. He's so I don't know. He's just so likable, and he's getting kind of older. He's I mean, he's getting older, but he's he's kind of slumpy a little now, yeah. and. And like he's just kind of he's kind of shrunken, and I'm just like, oh, you're right. He's he's adorable. He's cute. <laughs> he's turned into a cute old man. And um, the other, th- I wanted to touch on the the superhero stuff in this is really fun for me because it's an origin story and it's a superhero stuff. And he protects his identity as like he has a secret identity. And f- it doesn't make any sense at the end that he would still have it, but only one person knows about it: the Ralph guy, the guy he trained. And, but his secret identity, yeah, is like working at a home mart. And um, I would like to see more of these. Where was I going with this? His, his sidekick? Superhero part? Yeah, he's kind of got a sidekick. Um, and oh, and his superpowers. That's why I liked that he didn't use a gun. Because his superpowers are just like using like hand tools. He's a really deadly MacGyver. Yeah, yeah. He's just really good. with McCall? He's just super resourceful. Um, that's about it. <laughs> I, lo- I loved the part where he uh, when he confronted the the guy by coming to like their money laundering area yeah. and like there's a lot of scenes in movies where someone swipes a gun from somebody and you're like that didn't look real but yeah. this movie, I was like that was sweet because yep. like uh, the disarm like I was like man Denzel has that down because yeah. he didn't cut it all he just then he kind of smiled and then his face just yeah. dropped I was like woo <laughs> woo <laughs> 
No, I like that. I, I wanted. <laughs> you just reminded me. I wanted to mention the scene where uh, where Chokash is, is at the restaurant. With the the new dude that he called in to find McCall and Rasputin. kill him. Oh, yeah. yeah, Rasputin. Rasputin, Rasputin incarnate. Reincarnate. But he, the, Rasputin stands up and walks away, and then Denzel just walks up and plops his, his broken, bloody glasses on the way. He's like, he's not coming back. <laughs> and then they just sit there and talk. Like, I, I think I really like this movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good scene, but remember how hard you and I were laughing at the weird, like, overhead shot of the oh, when he laid God. down? Yeah, that was so awkward. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, Willie and I did the same I'm like, thing. Is he doing, like, a sex thing right now? <laughs> 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 he like, like, jerk off? Yeah. It was just lingering that. shots of his breathing and his tattoos. Like, I, think, I think it was Fuqua being like, all right, this is going to transition into a shot of the city, and we want to see how this guy kind of reigns over the city right now, because that's what he's doing. <laughs> I, the scene where he chokes the the girl though is pretty fucking crazy. Like the way he keeps touching her face yeah. and stuff. I'm like, Ew. I was like, dude, stop touching your. Get here, Gollum. Leave her alone. <laughs> that was another one though where I was like, his fingerprints are. Oh, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. All these people are literally, caught, and there's no no one's slick in this. I, movie. The thing I loved about that scene was the final shot of just like the neighborhood and the lady like grilling or like laying on her yeah. laundry. And you just see him in the window getting like. Well, know. it's creepy because you're like, I, I, you know, like most of us probably live in an apartment building mm-hmm. at some point. It's like it's kind of like rear window. You don't know what's you know going. Yeah, it's yeah. All right, I think that wraps up our discussion. Unless we think of more to talk about. Yeah. Nah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm good. It's a good dad movie. I'm dead it out. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, granddad movies. <laughs> Ooh. All John Wayne and Lee Marvin all the time. <laughs> it's a wonderful right? life. Yeah. Um, so much Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> oh, my God. Any Clint Eastwood movie that he's made? Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, Clint Eastwood's what? What super take place in Boston? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't know until like halfway through. Yeah. And I, then like some guys had really hilarious Boston accents, and some didn't. Nobody. At nobody. All. Like some of them just weren't even trying, and others yeah. were like, "Yeah, it was interesting." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Next week, I don't really know. We've got two options that I know of. One of which is Gone Girl that I would really like to do. Oh, and the for other sure. one is the Skeleton Twins that I would also like to do. Okay. But um. Probably Gone Girl. I think that's, you know, if you want to vote, let us know on our Facebook, which is at Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Facebook.com slash Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Or you can search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Go on Instagram and Twitter at MFN Podcast. Feedback at Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Let us know what your dad movies are. Uh, let us know what you thought of The Equalizer. Um, 248-7335-MFN. You can leave us a voicemail. 248 and MidwestFilmNerds.com. Go there, find all of our previous 94 episodes, plus some bonus episodes. October's coming up. It'll be a good time to go and check out our uh, Friday the 13th yeah. retrospective. Um, I'm going to try and make all of our episodes available on iTunes, because right now it's only like the past 30. So I'm going to flip that switch, and if it destroys the feed, then uh, it's been good doing a podcast, guys. <laughs> wonderful but uh yeah i don't know congratulations to our winner yeah insert name here what if it's one of us congratulations it's not me it's definitely not me i don't know i don't know there was one person who was totally in the lead that it could be okay but i don't know i don't know what was it it was nikki Oh. Nikki was like killing it two or three weeks ago but i feel like there might have been a few jumps that might have messed things up so we'll see anyway Thanks at Mr. John for our music and artwork and uh, Kyle XY, go watch a movie.